I'm Jonathan Alexander. And I'm Elena Getzenberg. And you're listening to Panther Strikes. So it's been a couple of weeks since we we had uh, our last podcast. So I'm excited to be back, Elena. Yes, very uh, it's been it's been a busy couple of weeks. So. Yeah, for sure, uh, free agency started. Franchise tag Taylor Moten since we've been gone. That was an expected move, and then they started free agency kind of quietly. Uh, they addressed the offensive line first with Cam Irving and Pat Elfine, and then they got a couple of deep couple of linebackers. Uh, just defensive line, uh, Hassan Reddick, Morgan Fox, um, Denzel Perryman as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they did some pretty good things. Um, what let me ask you, what did you like? Let's start off that. We'll we'll go with what we liked and what we didn't like. So, Elena, let me ask you, what did you like about so far what the Panthers have done in free agency? We went into this right with like knowing that the defensive line and like that linebacker position, like had to right like it had to be addressed in free agency because there were such gaping holes like they need to address it on so many levels like how they addressed it like i think makes sense um i like the denzel perryman signing i i mean his injuries make me a little you know you don't love anyone who comes in with that kind of background but i think it made sense um i think he provides you know, I think he'll make good work well with Shaq. Like, I think I think it makes sense. And I really like what they did on the line. I think Morgan Fox could be – that's kind of one we've talked – I mentioned this with you off the podcast that, like, I think he could be, like, a really smart signing or, like, it won't work at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I think, like, he could be – I could see him, like, working really well. You know, he's F.A. Obata signed with the Bills, and, you know, he's kind of replacing that sort of rotational role. And he can – if he can, like, have a six-sack season, like, I think – It'll be a great signing. Um, so I really like what they did up front on the defensive side. That's what stands out to me. Do you agree, or is there something that really worked for you? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like what they did on defense. Son Reddick was another one. Um, you know, that was a huge signing, and then the, yeah. they don't have to pay much for him either. They basically got it for a bargain. Of course, one of the Knox Gensel was he only did that one year, but he had a really good one year. You yeah. know, 12 and a half sacks, six forced fumbles. Yeah, um, a sack game helps with that. Having yeah, sacks in one game, one hundred percent helps with that. And um, you know, all those stats that he had were top five in the league. Mm-hmm. So, and and I think that was one of the things that the Panthers, outside of Brian Burns, they really couldn't get a pass rush. Yep. Um, you know, Yator was a little inconsistent. And, you know, he missed a few games. Stephen Weatherly had zero sacks, and you know, he admitted that he got a little bit complacent. Yeah. Um. But, um, you know, that should definitely help with the Panthers in, in getting after the quarterback. It doesn't put as much pressure on the cornerbacks um, there. Um, so I thought that that was important. Perryman, just like you said, I think that was a good uh, signing as well. You know, I, you know, it's my understanding he's a really good run stopper. Um, you know, if he can stay healthy, you know, I think the Panthers did do enough in the short term to address most of their needs, mm-hmm. uh, not all of them, which – will get us into, you know, what we talk about what we didn't like. Yeah. And I'll start with you. What, what didn't you like? The offensive line, that feels very obvious. I thought I didn't agree with it maybe at all. I thought they came out of the gate like the first day of free agency and signed Cam Irving and Pat Elflin, like you said. And I just didn't get it. I mean, I, I understand it. They provide depth, right? They're going to – they both can play multiple positions and that they've told us – 
multiple times that, you know, Matt Rule said, Scott Fitter said, we've heard it a lot that that versatility on the offensive line is important, but um, trying to be nice here. They're not very good players. (laughs) So like, and they're, and Pat, especially like if he's on the roster next year, they're paying him $7 million next year. That's, that's a lot of money. I would have looked elsewhere, been more patient with the offensive line. Like that just didn't really click with me. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, they went for those guys fairly early. Very quickly. And yeah, the biggest thing was what you said. They overpaid for these guys who don't have a great track record. You know, they weren't successful at their previous stops. They were let go for a reason. Um, So I'm not sure really what the Panthers staff really, what they really saw in signing these guys. Maybe it just was for depth, but they paid a lot of money for that depth. I didn't like that the Panthers also didn't address defensive tackle spot, especially Mm -hmm. after they released Zach Kerr, who was fairly cheap and and fairly productive when he was playing. The cornerback that they signed didn't necessarily have the greatest track record uh, either. Um, Played for how many different teams? I had that number up. Ten. Ten, ten different teams. That's a lot of teams. Yeah. Rashawn uh, Melvin, yeah. yeah don't have a start. I don't. I don't view them as having a starting corner opposite Dante on the roster. Yeah, they, Troy Pride's just not there yet. He's not, and they and they may have to if they can't find anybody, they may have to force him. So I, I think you know the fact that they haven't been able to that they made those mistakes and they haven't been able to fill defensive tackle. I think that puts a lot of stress on on what you do in the draft. Yeah, you know, I know the Panthers want to uh, draft the best available players, but they also have big needs. And if they leave the draft without drafting a defensive tackle, they're in some deep trouble or a cornerback. They're in some deep trouble. Mm-hmm. The one other position that I, I totally agree with you. I think the one other position that I was like a little disappointed they were a bit more aggressive in was tight end. Um, just because I view it as, like when I feel like when we watched the offense last year, like that stood out. Like obviously the offensive line had issues, and we you know no Christian McCaffrey, whatever. But not having a reliable tight end, like who was involved in the receiving game, like Ian Thomas really wasn't. Like it was huge, and I I totally understand that there. You know I see them addressing it in the draft and doing so. You know relatively early. Like I think it is a position they should absolutely do that, but. You know, Dan Arnold's fine. <laughs> like, I think he'll, he's good for depth, but I would have liked to see them be able, maybe a little more aggressive at tight end just because I viewed it um, just as such a need for that offense. And whoever's playing quarterback will need, you know, that's the Joe Brady offense needs that tight end in my mind. So, I, you know, I'm fine with Dan Arnold, but to me it's still like they haven't really filled that hole with where they are right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Panthers have done enough on the offensive side of the ball. They mm-hmm. definitely got some bargains on defense. And I think the defense will be improved. The offense, I, I don't know that it will be improved. Um, you know, they have about, according to over the cap, um, they have about $26 million in cap space. Of course, you know, not all of that is, is available. You have to sign your rookies. You have to go into, they particularly want to go into the season with, you know, some money so they can have to sign players. Where do you think the Panthers go um, from here, from today? Where do they go for it? I mean, I think they can still make some free agent signings. Like, I think there's still a lot of players out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we see them at a corner or a defensive tackle, you know, or something like that. Like, I don't 
you know, just because the first week is over, you know, they still need a backup running back. Like, yeah. they, Mike Davis is with the Falcons now, which is weird. Scott Fitterer said, oh, you know, we don't want to have any needs going into the draft. They're going to have some needs going in, you know, like, mm-hmm. you're not going to have no needs. Like, they're going to have stuff that, you know, they have a lot of picks in the draft relatively, and they're going to have to keep filling these holes and so i would expect you know it's not the end of their signings or anything like that but i also think they they'll have a lot of work to do in the draft and that's why you have a draft so that's kind of where i view things at this point yeah you know i I wonder if if they're not able to you know fill holes like defensive tackle or cornerback uh you know i I wonder if that puts more stress on them their ability to draft a quarterback because they sit at number eight and there's no guarantee that they'll be able to get one of the quarterbacks if they stay at eight. They may have to trade up, which means they may have to give up one of their second, third, or fourth round pieces to trade up. Um, so I wonder if that complicates that. Um, because I've seen, uh, I know there are a lot of quarterback hungry teams. Um, I've seen a lot of scenarios where teams like the Broncos trade up or teams like, um, uh, you know, the Jets keep their pick and draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other teams that that need a quarterback too, off the top Patriots. of my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. Patriots need a quarterback. Um, Washington needs a quarterback. Giant um, Fitzpatrick's not your jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saw what happened with the Dolphins. Texans mm-hmm. need a quarterback. You know, who knows if they're able to unload Deshaun Watson, but they may. You know, I just wonder if if they're not able to fill some of these big holes, whether that'll complicate things. Yeah, it seems like they're so focused on getting a quarterback that like I agree with you I think it should be a concern like I think it should be something to think about but I don't know if they you know I think the team is really I mean I think we've seen from you know we talk a lot about the Deshaun and all that but like they were very they were in on the Matthew Stafford thing like they're looking at options at quarterback so to me like I think nothing will stop them if if they think their guy is there like I think they'll be like we'll figure out you know like I think and I don't know if I agree with that philosophy, but I think they're very in on finding the quarterback. Sometimes get what you want, you have to give up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in this draft when everybody. The problem for the Panthers is everyone knows that they really want a quarterback, and yeah. that's going to work. That's not in their favor. Yeah, the Panthers don't have the upper hand in a lot of don't really have the upper hand in a lot of these deals. Um, With the eighth pick too, like they're not <laughs> in a great spot. That Washington win gets me every time oh man it'd be like three or four it's crazy yeah Yeah, that 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 will end up haunting them ron Mm -hmm. the curse of ron rivera you know you brought up um you brought up mike davis Mm -hmm. um he was one of a number of panthers players who did not re-sign with the team um perhaps biggest name curtis samuel which we expected um but there was still a chance that he could have came back, a, a small chance, but he did leave. FAO bought it. Among the guys who uh, left in free agency, who do you think um, were among the ones that you thought the Panthers should have tried to keep? Um, I mean, I think in an ideal world, you would say Curtis Samuel, but, you know, when when they decided to go franchise tag with Taylor Moten, um, I think we, like you said, we knew it was going to have to be the market wasn't there for Curtis. That was like the only way and the market was there. So <laughs> he got paid a lot of money and that you know, wasn't going to fit with the Panthers. I would have liked to bring Mike Davis back, 
but not I don't think I would have done it for the I thought he was paid too much last year he was he had paid a lot of money and I think this was I wouldn't have wanted the Panthers to pay what the Falcons are paying Mike Davis um but I think last year we saw I mean where would this team be if Mike Davis you know hadn't been there like they didn't have another solid backup behind Christian we saw how important that was so I kind of lean towards Mike Davis maybe trying a little harder but I also don't know if I love paying him as much as the Falcons. Yeah, I, I guess it's a double-edged sword, and, and you don't want to pay a backup running back, you know, that much money as the Falcons did. The Falcons seem like they're paying him, you know, to kind of be a starter. But you, you don't want to pay a, a backup that much money. At the same time, you know, Christian was hurt a lot last year, and you're going to need somebody that you can trust um, that can fill his role if he has to miss time again. And I don't know that the Panthers have that person right now that they can trust. I don't think that. I mean, I think you could make the case that like Reggie Bonavon and Rodney Smith are like promising and like can definitely help. But like, I don't know. I don't trust at this point. I don't trust either of them to be the starter, like for many games. Like, I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. I agree with that. And at the same time, you know, today's game, you know, there's not as much value placed on, uh, running backs because of the short shelf life, which which is, you know, it's it's interesting that the Panthers gave Christian McCaffrey the, you know, high, <laughs> richest contract at the time. But so I, I guess I understand not them not paying him, um, mm-hmm. but they do run the risk, and I do think they need to figure out whether Reggie Bonifon can be that um, that number two guy, or whether they need to find somebody else, whether that's a draft or free agency. I would draft a running back if I was the pan. You know, if I was Scott Fitter, or like I'd be like, not early. Like I think it's a day three thing, but I yeah. think it that's why I was gonna ask you how how high would you go? I don't. I don't think it's before day three, but mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Um, yeah, one of the later rounds. Yeah, so. with one of those six round picks. Yeah. Oh, they have like three, six. Three. Three. Oh, my. I thought it was two at first. I looked recently and I was like, oh, dang. Two two comp picks for losing a bunch of guys last year. It's the simplest way to explain it. For losing a bunch of guys in free agency last year, they got two comp picks. So Yeah. yeah. So they, they have a little bit of trade assets. They could possibly use in trade assets, too. But. Mm-hmm. I want to add a third segment to this show. Um, I didn't even tell Elena about this, but I had thought about it and then forgot to tell her. But I want to do a trivia question. Um, and if you're listening, please answer. Uh, and then we'll shout you out on the next podcast. I don't know if you all read Panthers Tracks, but uh, one of the trivia questions on there were that 10 Panthers made the Pro Bowl um, after the 2015 season, after that Super Bowl run. Who were all 10 Panthers um, that made the Pro Bowl that year? Don't research it. You got to come off with the top of your head. We're doing the honor system. I know I can't check to see if you all researched it, but. (laughs) Be good people. (laughs) Be good people. Um, Answer that question. Whoever gets it first, whoever notifies us first, whether that's on Twitter or email, um, you can find our email on any of our stories. Um, Whoever does it first. We'll shout you out on the next podcast. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, Panthers Tracks is our 
weekly newsletter that we send out um, on Friday mornings. So if you're interested in subscribing to that, and it's got, as Jonathan mentioned, trivia <laughs> is a new feature. So if you're interested in subscribing, you can go to charlotteobserver.com and there's a newsletter section and you can sign up. So that's our show. If you like this podcast and want to see more projects like this, please subscribe to the Charlotte Observer Sportscast. We get unlimited digital access to our sports section with our current deal for 99 cents for each of the first three months of your subscription. That includes coverage of the Panthers, the Hornets, NASCAR, UNC Charlotte, high school sports, UNC Chapel Hill, Duke, NC State, and more. You can find the Sports Pass at charlotteobserver.com slash sportspass.